And the halftime show was good. On a scale, like if we were doing American Bandstand, 0 to 100, what do you give it? Mm, Giving it uh, 71. I'd I'd actually go higher. Would you? Yeah. I'd give him a, I'd go 81. If he would have wiped out, I'd give him a much higher score. That's what we'd be talking about. Brian, what would you go? 0 to 100. I was thinking like 85. 85, All right, Greg? Yeah, it's probably about an 85, 87. Yeah, so I'm I'm on the low side of that. Yeah. Yeah. I I thought it it was, I love the guest stars. So I I gave him 81's like a B minus, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's good. I loved Alicia Keys. She That's, was great, except for the first big, note. Oh, don't the worry first about the first note, note. was the really it. sharp, and then after that, she was fantastic. She was fantastic yeah. and beautiful. Oh, I love Alicia. Yeah, Keys. Alicia Keys is great, and I thought her was fantastic. Uh, she was really good too. She yeah. was. She was great. Will I am? I don't know what the hell he's wearing on his head. I didn't know who that was. Some at sort first of, yeah, of that. he's was got like, like some spaceship mask on. You don't even know it's Will I am. You um, know, have you guys ever listened to Ludacris's rap? Like, listen to the words of it in Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, I'm surprised in 2024 that they were able to get away with it. Um, the um, It's basically about getting women naked. You know, doing what it takes to get women, hmm. you like know. most songs. In the bed. Um, yeah, yeah, but, but I mean, songs. right. I agree with you, Greg. And I have zero issue with it. I think it's a great song. <laughs> but, but... <laughs> In 2024, in a Me Too era, I'm surprised nobody said, wait, 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 wait. You know, everybody's trying to cancel everybody. No, I So read it. good for him. Um, it's not X rated by any means. No, it's, it's just, not. Actually, it's, it's by, by mm-hmm. yeah, no, it's actually, I'm reading the lyrics. They're not, it's not terrible. Yeah. You probably shouldn't well, read them on the air, but if was, you want to go. Well, I was about to. I'm not going <laughs> to. Well, if you're comfortable doing it. No, no, no. no I'm not going to no, do it no, now. Yeah. Not, but I mean, not. if you go look them up and read them, you'll go, huh. Yeah. It, yeah. it, 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 it kind of, it's more not well. When did that song come out? Is that song twenty years old yet? Uh, that song came is. out in twenty twelve, I think I read something like that. Yeah, I think came out in twenty twelve. So it's twelve years old. Two thousand four. That's twenty. Like. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll just read one pas- passage. Ludicrous fill cups like double D's. Yeah, that's what I was just reading. <laughs> there was one above that. So you know what that means. We want a lady in the street, but a fresh freak in the bed. Yeah. There you go. So there's a little taste of it. Yeah, he Get talks about how a mop. he won't he won't a quit. Bucket and a mop. Yeah, he won't yeah, quit till he gets song. them in their birthday suit. Yeah, you know, Little John that's... got the beat that make your booty go. That's another. He one. does. Yeah. Little John does. Have he does. Yeah. Little John lit up the stage I, yesterday. I, so it's. I like Usher more than you did. That's weird. Yeah. No, I thought yeah. it was okay. You know what I I miss? I missed the spectacle of it. Like it was. It was right on Usher the entire time, right? It was very tight on him. And I didn't get any sense of scope. There were marching bands. There were uh, dancers. There were acrobats. And we didn't get any of that stuff in the broadcast. You could see him flying around and stuff, but you didn't get any sense for scope. The weekend had a great job of showing the scope of the field. Right. Well, the um, weekend was just wandering around in different... Like, right, but he had dancers all over the <laughs> yeah, field. Yeah. He was, like, putting on a show. I felt like this was just a, a more intimate performance with cameras up tight. Yeah, that was the cameraman's fault, right? Well, I think it was the direct... I'm sure that was all laid out. I mean, he was on roller skates. Yeah, I know. He was on roller skates, and I thought that was spectacular. I think How do you get the skates on and off so fast? Yeah, fast. They were sketchers. They yeah, were the, I guess so. They were slip-ins? Yeah, they were slip-ins. Who was the, who was the sketchers... Oh, commercial. Mr. T. Yeah, Mr. There's T. There's no right. T in Sketchers. <laughs> I fit it It was Mr. Yeah. T. Their to put there on their go. shoes. Not a bad idea. All right, uh, let's go to uh, Joe in Huntington Beach. Joe, you're on 710. Good afternoon. 
guys. Hey. What's up? Hey, uh, Mason. I'm sorry, Ireland. I want to pick your brain since you're in the industry. Yeah. Why in the world in the last dance, the documentary of the Bulls, why did they announce at the beginning of the season they're going to dismantle the team at the end of the season? That doesn't make any sense. Well, because Jerry Krause, who is no longer with us, he passed away years ago, um, was about as insufferable of a human being as you would ever meet. I mean, that's why they actually, and this was horrible, booed his widow when they put his name up in their ring of honor last month or two months ago. But this was all Kraus saying, so you know, Joe, that that team was, Phil Jackson used to say to those guys, there's a difference between the team and the club. Jerry Kraus is the club. We're the team. And he used that as a motivator because Kraus came out one day and said, uh, Michael Jordan doesn't win his championships. Organizations win championships. Right. And after he said it, Jordan never gave him the time of day again. Yeah. Said, called him crumbs. Crumbs. He used to spill and just say, hey, how many are you going to win without? I'm not playing tonight, crumbs. How many are you going to win now? I right, mean, like, right. Jordan. And so that was Jerry Krause announcing to the world, Joe, that he was taking the team over and Phil and Michael weren't going to be a part of it. Yeah, yeah. That's a weird, random place to start. Uh, yeah, take that call on line one. You said t- whatever you want to talk yeah. about. I did. I said that. Take Thomas in Koreatown. Thomas, you're on 710. Good afternoon. Hey, guys. Big fans. Wanted your thoughts on this. Do you think that if the San Francisco kicker at the end made that extra point and made it a four-point game instead of a three, would have made it any difference at all? Sure. Absolutely. Thanks, sure, because, yeah, yeah, thanks. No, because yeah. then it would have forced Kansas City to score a touchdown. Yep. And they made it done it. They you know, at the end of regulation, they didn't they were moving the ball. They just ran out of time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, I think San Francisco Oh, I, that, I well, by the way, there's four plays that I think swing that game to a San Francisco win. All right. One is obvious the punt. The muff. They don't yeah, muff, muff the punt, punt, then then they probably win the game. Number two is if they make the extra point. Yep. They probably win the game. Then Kansas City would have had a score touchdown. Number three is if they cash in when they intercepted Mahomes, Mahomes' first interception in over 250 postseason passes. And that was maybe plus nine. I think it was like, yeah, I think he could, and, they got very good field position and, on that and interception. They didn't, they didn't cash it in. Yeah. And then the fourth one, and this one is maybe a little bit of a reach, but I thought they were just running the ball down uh, Kansas City's throat in that opening series. They're moving the ball right down the field, and McCaffrey fumbled inside his own 30. Yeah. Um, that I think costs. Can I, Any of those go the other way? I think the Niners might win. Can I just say, Tony Romo? My God, just kill me. Just the worst. It's the worst. It is really? the oh, oh my God. So it is bad. so awful. He will uh, not what, what shut is, up. What is a specific instance of when he drove you crazy? Uh, when he uh, sang "Rolling in the Deep," going to break. I don't. Was Adele there? And it's going to super in and out of break all the time. I, terrible on the though, terrible. But we do it on the. But this we're is a good. radio. This is we're goofing so around. We're he's not in the goofing around department. Yeah, he's trying to that. teach us something. Supposedly, no, no, he used the word leverage. I'm telling you, inside leverage, outside leverage. He had leverage. That guy had leverage. Leverage, leverage, leverage. The word leverage I, was used so many times. I think this is a confirmation bias on your part. You hate Tony Romo, so no matter what he did, you were going to say he drove me crazy. I'm indifferent to Tony Romo. I think, but I, you used to love him. Now you're indifferent, so you're coming around. Uh, well, we almost I have you on the haters things. bandwagon. Uh, but, but Bergman, you sent a text during the game saying Tony Romo was driving me crazy. Oh. I I thought Tony Romo was inconsequential. Oh no, Brian, oh. what do you think? 
Yeah, I didn't even really click. But too you much. guys were at parties. We I were think at parties. Different though, than so sitting talking. there yeah, and yeah, sitting good point. having yeah. the guy. Good point. There were multiple times that he put up a replay, and what it, what happened on the replay was the exact opposite of what he was saying was happening. There was two different. There was one time where he said that Patrick Mahomes had to throw around arms Eric Armstrong's outstretched hand. Yeah. Armstead's hand was not outstretched. Right. It was a straight pass. He made some predictions, too. Like, he made the prediction where he said, now San Francisco's showing blitz, but they're not going to blitz. And then he blitzed. And then they blitz. He said <laughs> the, the pass to Travis Kelsey that went for, like, 24 yards, yeah. he said Travis Kelsey was going to go outside. Travis Kelsey went inside. There was also another one where he said that when on the Juwan Jennings uh, touchdown, he said, watch as Juwan Jennings bounces off of two defenders and bounces backwards and forwards, right. he didn't do that. And by the that way, he used uh, it, reckless use of the Telestrator. I mean, I, he did everything but draw a smiley face on the screen. He was everywhere on that thing. No kidding. Yeah, I, I think, I if I was CBS, and I, by the way, and we're not the only ones that are, you know, don't like Tony Romo and don't like the way he's developed as a broadcaster. A lot of people uh, are annoyed by Tony Romo. If I was CBS, I would find a way to hire Greg Olson. Greg Olson is a state-of-the-art uh, commentary and put, and guy. And put him with Nance. Agreed. And put him with Nance. Olson yeah. and Nance would be a great first team. Olson wouldn't, is great. Wouldn't shock me if that happened. Yeah. It would surprise me. Wouldn't shock me. Because I think we're almost under contract for two more years. He is, yeah. Yeah, but uh, wouldn't, I mean, those networks just burn money. Oh, sure. So sure. they could do that. Yeah, they absolutely could. Yeah, he was, oh, God. Yeah, I, I just felt like he detracted from the game. And that's the one thing you don't want to do if you're the analyst. You don't want to detract from the game. And by the way, singing Adele is ridiculous. It's fine. It's I mean, we, we sing all the time Wait on a minute, the station. I, I'm allowed to have whatever I want to annoy me, annoy me, and that annoyed me. I don't, I'm don't. i not looking tell- for my analyst to sing there Roll was, Into the Deep to you're break. Wrong. Brian, you might be able to find this. I don't know how good the audio quality is, but, you know, everybody was in Vegas and trying to find stuff to do during the week. Yep. Leading up to the game, I'm sure everybody was trying to get into the sphere. And so one night Adele's performing at her, I think she's at Caesars. She has a residency there. Yeah. Uh, maybe at a different hotel. But anyway, so she says, uh, who are you guys rooting for in the Super Bowl? And some guy yells, Eagles! And, and she goes, well, it's between the Chiefs and the Niners. You just sound like a drunk football fan. <laughs> It was Jason Kelsey. Oh, wow. He was That's at the funny. concert, and he stood up and yelled, Eagle. But but I don't think Adele knew who that was. Yeah, no. So she just goes, you just look like a drunk football fan. Yeah, yeah so it was pretty funny. Speaking uh, of Kelsey, when we come back, can we talk about Jason Kel- or um, Travis Kelsey bumping into uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's super weird. Yeah. yeah, we'll do that coming up. Um, hey, don't forget, it is BB Go Fifth Row Fridays. Uh, something we say today will be on the big quiz on Friday at 3.30 with a chance to see Lakers Denver March 2nd at Crypto. Uh, that's courtesy BB Go, the official game day snack of the Los Angeles Lakers. I mentioned this earlier, but I went out and played some poker at Commerce Casino on Super Bowl morning. It was a very festive environment. All the pregame was on the TV screens, was, and I'm really excited because I'm going to be playing in the L.A. Poker Classic on Saturday, February the 24th. 
at uh, Commerce Casino and Hotel. And I love my new partnership with Commerce. It makes total sense. Uh, I play poker a lot, and I only play at Commerce. If you played there, you know it's the biggest, best poker room in SoCal. Legit biggest poker room in the world. You can find every game you want. Limit Hold'em, no Limit Hold'em. I go back and forth, but I played 4-8 Limit Hold'em on, on uh, yesterday morning and broke approximately, I won't say I broke I broke approximately even. Uh, and get this, Commerce Casino gave away over a million dollars in promotions in January alone. They're going to give away $20 million in promotions this year. And right now, the L.A. Poker Classic going on through March the 3rd. Jump in there. Maybe I'll see you at the final table. It's Commerce Casino and Hotel, the home of Mandy's Three. Mason and Ireland, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. He almost fell. I watched it in slow motion as he's roller skating. By the way, I thought that was just a... The roller skating sequence was the coolest part of halftime, I think. And then he, he busted into yeah, which was great. But when he skated through Will I Am's legs, if you watch it in slow motion, uh, he definitely falls out of that spin and gets up and has to spin to get out of it. Yeah, I think he hurt himself there. You think he hurt himself? I really do, because after that, he didn't really dance anymore. Little moves here and there, but it wasn't like from how it was all the way through at the beginning. After that, that's when he kind of started walking around a little bit more. I think he hurt himself. Well, at some point... He won't admit it, but I think he did. I mean, he did so much dancing. I would think at some point you got to... You get a breather in there, don't I mean, you? He does this like five days a week, or I don't know. Because he days. closed by just yeah, 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 yeah. I think he hurt himself because he does this all the time in Vegas. He has a residency, so he does it all the time. Yeah. Why would this fifteen minutes be something different? Um, I'm just asking, John, you liked it better than me. Yeah, I thought it was good. I mean, I I agree with all the uh, criticism that it started kind of slow, but I thought by the end he met the moment. Do you agree with that, that he met the moment? Oh, yeah, of the yeah. Super no, he's, he is a great big star performer. There's no question about that. Um, I'm, I'm not – and I, I don't think he was bad. I just don't think it's going to go down as one of the great halftime shows in the history of the Super Bowl. I thought the roller skating was cool. I thought the guest stars, her, uh, was great on the guitar. And I thought that uh, Alicia Keys, aside from her first note, was fantastic. Ludacris coming out there with Ludacris the big fro. Ludacris was great. Was awesome. uh, rapping lyrics that John has pointed out are – not very 2024, but worked. But I worked. mean, I thought it was. I'll, I'll say this. I'm at this party. Yeah. And again, there's like 25 people there. Did everybody stop? All the women were dancing to yeah. Were they? All yeah. of them. 
like they thought it was really cool and good and kind of a spectacle that kind of met the moment. So I, I good on Usher. I yeah. thought he, I mean, that's a tough, tough needle to thread. It's, it's hard to be the Super Bowl. Ha- and I, I said this last week, but I, like we are running out of performers that would make great Super Bowl halftime shows. Like, Usher. Last week we were talking about Usher, and it's like who you who would you replace him with? I Taylor Swift has turned it down multiple times. That would have been crazy. Well, yeah, it would have been, and it would have been unfair to the Niners. Yeah, it would have been. It would have been ridiculous. Um, I I talked to a Swifty today who says that I guess tomorrow is the day that Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and his family go to Disneyland. Yeah, I, I think it's today. Is it yeah, today? It's, today. it's usually yeah. the day. Is after it the day after? Tour. Because I'm going to Disneyland. Taylor Swift fans all bought up the tickets just in case Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey were going to be at Disneyland. That's her pull. Disneyland is sold out because all these all right. Swifties bought tickets. I know, Greg. You want to get to the Travis yeah. Kelsey thing, but let me throw this out. I was listening to a podcast this week, and. The people on the podcast were trying to make the argument that because Taylor Swift could get people to turn out that wouldn't normally vote, right? that she could impact the election. Yes. Do you buy that? No. Either way, I think it's a, I think it's kind of a reach. But I think it's a ridiculous conspiracy. I mean, no, cons- no, not a, not a, I'm not saying conspiracy theory. You're not thinking the conspiracy theory that's no, out no, there? No, I think that, that's all garbage. That's all made but, up. But, but. If she did voice her opinion and and she will endorse somebody, she's going to. Would that have a tangible effect in any of the swing states? Uh, I don't might, know. She I, might get I, some. I, I'm asking. She might get uh, people to register. Mm-hmm. That would be the one thing that she could do. But I I don't think endorsements sway presidential elections. I I don't. Do you? No. Because what endorsement means anything? I I remember. I've never seen someone with a more famous people endorsing her than Hillary Clinton. Right. And she didn't win. Did not win. So there yep. you go. Uh, Bergman, what did you want to get to? Uh, Travis uh, Kelsey. Tra- oh, Travis, Travis Kelsey, Kelsey yeah. bumping into Andy Reid. Yeah, that was he the was weirdest angry. thing. He was so... And I thought he was going to give Andy Reid a heart attack. I mean, Andy Reid jumped like crazy because he never saw Travis Kelsey coming. And I understand it's emotional, but you can't scare the hell out of your head coach in the middle of the Super Bowl. Um, I think that well, I'll just tell you guys. I was a sideline reporter for 12 years. Right. Stuff like that used to happen all the time. But I, I've never seen it. I think I've that, never seen a guy get the hell scared out of him the way And Andy what Kelsey Reed did, did was it was basically, hey, put me in the effing game and I'll score. I've seen so many players walk up to a coach and go, hey, man, put me in there killing us. And like get physical and get loud. I don't think it was as big of a deal as others do, but Greg, do you think it was a big deal? So I think it was kind of. I think that was a bad moment for Travis Kelsey. That is. Well, I know a, Boomer Esiason agrees with you. Yeah, I mean, at halftime, it he was said, weird. That was he no, said he didn't like it and he thought it was out of character. And he, I don't think that you show up your coach and doing that is the wrong thing to do, especially in on a Super Bowl okay. and national TV where you have you know the cameras are on you. And by the way, he was screaming about that he was not in for that play because Pacheco fumbled the ball when he was when, when and uh, he was to was, the side. When Gray, yeah. I forget his first name. Gray was the the tight end that was supposed to. What Kelsey yeah, would have been number eighty three. He did yeah. not block him, and Pacheco. The, that was the guy that uh, Pacheco fumbled from. Right. I have no problem with anybody. Ooh, pizza, Scott Kaplan. Sorry, keep going. Uh, 
Wait, Kaplan walked in here with a pizza? Yeah, it's three big, giant pizzas. Nice. Well, tell him to bring one in here. Yeah, Cappy. <laughs> Let's go, Cappy. Where are you going? Uh, the, 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 um, yeah, I thought it was weird. I mean, I don't think I it's, like, somebody it's, say, it's a bad this, moment. Again, I, I'm a white guy, so I don't know, but somebody sent this out on social media. That if that player, Travis Kelsey in this case, would have been black, that it would have been covered differently. You guys I, I don't buy agree. that? I don't agree. Because it was covered heavily as it is. I agree. People tweeted, that, um, who was it? A.J. Brown tweeted that he'd be kicked out of the league if, uh, if that was No, I, I, I don't know if I that's true. I don't agree true. with that either, but the, the fact of the matter I mean, is, I that was a bad moment. Chad Ochocinco used to pull crap like this all the time. So did Randy Moss. Well, you know, any diva-wide receiver. Uh, Michael Irvin used to do this. He was super animated right. on the sidelines. But, and so I guess because I've been around sidelines for a long time, I wasn't as surprised by it. But, Greg, I will give you this. It, I think it shocked a lot of people. It, it shocked me. Yeah. I mean, they went back and showed it a few times i'm mean, looking at it now i mean i honestly he He's just screaming at him screamed at him and him, came out of nowhere over. came yeah. out sort of out of andy reed's blind spot and just and was bumped him and loud and obviously yelling put me in the game whatever that was but it's not the best moment for Travis well Kelsey. and here's a good point by I our think friend give him a pass for by the most our part. friend of course yeah by our friend ed hart just texted us this would be a really, really big story if the Chiefs would have lost 100%. the hundred percent. I agree with that. Then it would of have been course. a gigantic story. Then we story. would have made it into a mountain. We'd take imagine, that molehill and mountain Because I'll tell you. Imagine I'll, he retires at the end of the I'll year. I'll tell you this. They back. were terrible. Kansas City was terrible in the first half. I, San Francisco, they were shell-shocked. And they, they were frustrated. Uh, Kelsey had that moment. They weren't moving the football. They made that one long pass. Who, who caught the long pass? In the uh, first half for Kansas City, and then immediately led to a Pacheco fumble. Was she Rice? Yeah, was she Rice? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and immediately led to a fumble. Um, you know, there's. I I thought at halftime the Niners were going to win the game, and then I looked at the score. And the way they had dominated, they were still only down ten three, and I thought Kansas City's got them exactly where they want them. Um, yeah, because the Niners were moving the ball. The total yards at the end of the first quarter, maybe even at the end of the first half, were super lopsided oh, yeah. towards the Niners. And then you look at the score, and it's like one-score game. I guess they were down 10 at They were down point. 10, yeah. They were down well, they were down 10 nothing. yeah, exactly. Um, I felt really bad. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say it that way. Uh, to, uh, to Niners fans, I say it's been th- 30 years since they've won a Super Bowl? Really? 30 years? Yeah. Two th- or, uh, 1995, I think, was their last Super Bowl. So it's been 30 years since the Niners won the Super Bowl. And I think their window may have closed. I mean, they're, they're going to have to trim that roster. They're going to have to move some people uh, because they've got a very high payroll. And I granted, Shanahan's state-of-the-art head coach, uh, despite not knowing how the overtime rules work. And I thought that – and, and K- Chris McCaffrey's great, and I think Brock Purdy's very, very solid moving forward. But they're going to have to r- redo their roster, remodel their roster. Not to the degree that the Rams did coming into this season, but they could potentially – lose significant talent uh at the end of the season yeah and uh and and probably will in an nfl cap like you know what like the rams did yeah like the rams you you get yeah. to figure out a way to do it smart the rams obviously and did now the rams are already coming back around and they won the title in 20 and that's one thing about that's really good about les sneed man he is not afraid to make bold moves and nope. cut bait like I, if you would have told me yeah jalen ramsey's out of here 
Both, matter of fact, both corners. Yes. Marcus Peters, out of here. Jalen um, Ramsey, gone. Like some of their best defensive players, gone. Yeah. Some of their best offensive guys, gone. And and it's all to do what the Niners are going to have to do now. So it'll be an interesting thing to watch. All right. Uh, coming up next for you, I, I want to get to the uh, the one commercial that I think stood out above all others. Oh, good. Uh, we'll do that coming up next. And then we got uh, What's Up, Fool. It's a big day. It is uh, Bud Light Reaction Monday on 710, reacting all day long to last night's battle in Vegas. Chiefs Super Bowl 58 champions. Uh, thanks to Bud Light. Easy to drink, easy to, to enjoy. Pick up some at your local convenience store, Mason and Ireland, 710 ESPN. Oh, BB Go. Um, we were just talking about BB Go. Uh BB goes the official game day snack of the Lakers. Not only do they they sponsor the Jersey Patch, but BB Go puts together puts together all sorts of events, not just for the Lakers, but for us here at ESPN LA. Mouthwatering Korean sat, snacks and meals in minutes. Bergman and I have tons of BB Go right now in our freezer. We keep it stocked because if you don't feel like cooking, you just throw these things in and you're off and running. It's Korea's number one food brand, and they're making the whole world more delicious. Minimum effort, maximum flavors. Available at all major grocery stores in the freezer aisle. Bibigo Mandu are the largest, juiciest dumplings in the market. Every day is the day to live delicious with Bibigo, the official game day snack of the Lakers. We should do the show on rollerblades let's go who's with me i'm down i'll do it you're down brian, go, you down? I, brian we got your mic fixed. yeah just slam that microphone that's right i can't exactly. skate it yeah, is no like chance. greg since you are mao manager mao. of audio operations mao. yes we i thought we fixed it it is i was just gonna say it is literally the only thing that that is wrong with this place right now or is is this technical stuff everything else about this place has never been better thank you <laughs> you notice that yes but you're you you gotta get you gotta get like uh go to engineering school or something will you okay I, you want me to do all of it okay every once in a while adam bronstein from the ram stops over and yeah. uh jigger, well, you are, jigger some you stuff technically, around okay, we are working on old, it with adam no this is an old herm edwards line this is not an original line herm edwards father taught him this mm -hmm. and greg i'm now going to say it to you as manager of audio operations the mao it's not your fault but it's your problem you're right you're 100 exactly. correct and we are actually working on it i i had adam come in this last week so we could work directly on those microphones all right brian so count to five one, two, three, four, five. Got it. It's still better. It's better. It's better. No, yeah. I, I heard it. I heard it. Yeah. Okay. You know, I. It's funny you say that because last week when I was at the uh, the suite at uh, the seven ten suite at Crypto. Forgive me, Cappy brought pizza. And yeah, I'm eating pizza while you talk. You go for it. Uh, so what? Uh, went to the suite and I was telling somebody, and it, it, it's true. This this is. I always think of radio in terms of eras. The era that we're in right now is like one of the really good eras. Like everybody that we've got has been really, really good. The the well, all the good you know karma what, people you know, are fantastic. You know, what is, you know what the case is, Greg? I think you would agree. With, Greg, how long have you been here now? Eight years, Whew. February eighth. Okay, so. it's longer than I thought. Yeah. Um, but I know seems like, longer. like a short time. Seems like longer. No, short, yeah, short time. It does like to year. us. It feels like yeah. way longer. <laughs> I thought you were here um, for twenty years because you love me so much. Oh, I appreciate. I don't Thank you so remember much. a time when we had everybody pulling on the same side of the rope like we do now do you no i i think even i mean there isn't one person here i do not like and i've right. never been able to say that right like right. You, we, we we've kept it to ourselves yeah but there have always been people you're like 
Mm. Eh, I don't get that one. Yeah. Not anymore. No. It is, I, I don't know if it's Sam or Stephanie or just the good karma way or to you, Greg, but boy, we have, I'll it's really I mean, fun. I, it's really fun to be on this it team is. right it's now. It's fun to be on the radio. Yeah. Here. I mean, obviously Morales has a lot to do with it also, but it's just, yeah, everybody is kind of doing the exact same thing. Even when Max and Marcel's were here and then the shows were really strong. Yeah. Right. Like moving, I think well, this we is the like, strongest like, been since. We always tell the Rob Novak story. Oh yeah, the Rob Novak story. Stuff. But now, like everybody back there, everybody, the young people that are all working right. here. Like, oh yeah, everybody that came up as an intern. The is Blueprint now, podcast guys, I think that podcast has finally died. They right? Parker, back there. Winslow, not, Parker, when's the last time you did one? Most podcasts. But what Brian, do you, put him up what, what do you say, Brian? I, or Greg, what do you say? I can't tell. He is, he, his microphone works if he's up. Oh, well, none of the microphones work. Uh, so you want to hear a little? Want to hear a little nugget? Their podcast. We is, can't hear you back here if we don't have. Oh, that, there you go. Oh, yeah. there you are. There you <laughs> are. Hey, Parker. What's how? When's the last time you did a blueprint? Yeah, two weeks ago. Okay, so that's okay. not bad. That's better than I thought. Yeah, that's not dormant. Was it DeAndre promising you were going to have a bunch of really cool stuff and then presenting no cool stuff at all? <laughs> yeah, we got a lot coming up. We got a lot coming up. We got a lot coming up. <laughs> hey, just so you know, we got a lot coming up here today. A lot coming up. Really? Lot By the way, up. they were really? When are you getting to it? What's By the way, one? DeAndre, Parker, and Cody were all interns, and Parker's on his way, but DeAndre is now an ESPN and Good Karma employee. Pa- uh, Cody is a... a uh, as a Good Karma and ESPN employee, right. they're all kind of working themselves. Yeah, they've one done day great. Parker is going to be the radio voice in the Angels. That's Absolutely. my, that's my prediction. That. Absolutely. And one day Graham is going to be the voice of Cal State Fullerton basketball. How well, about that? Uh, he was doing a game the other Northridge. day. He was doing a oh, well, Cal know, State Northridge. You did a Cal State Northridge game for ESPN Plus. You last know week. his his dad, yeah. Gary teaches media at Long Beach State. Get out of here, yeah, really? I've been a guest at his class twice. I've Well, I've done it once, and I'm doing it again in a couple of weeks. Nice. Um, and so uh, Graham is, has been groomed for this. Yes, he has. Yes, he Literally. has. Literally. If people want to be, and I, I always tell people, if you want to work in radio, get in the building, get in the door, and then say yes to every single assignment. That, that is that is great freaking advice. That was my. That's how I got started in TV news. I said I want to work on the morning shift, and you won't be able to get rid of me until the last show late at night, and I'll do anything you want. I just hung around a radio station all the, my whole time growing up. I was doing the obituaries on WFOB in Fostoria, Ohio, and there Fostoria. it is. And look at you now. Fostoria, now look where I am. All right, coming up next. Speaking of uh, teammates is uh, What's Up Fool. Yeah. So uh, Brian's going to get in here. Greg's going to get in here. We never know who else is going to jump yep. in. But uh, but they're going to throw a bunch of stuff at us, and it's coming up next. All right. Uh, in the meantime, you know, I'm uh, my partner is the Southern California Hyundai dealers, and the first thing I did when I started the partnership was I made a big move. I bought a Hyundai. I'm driving the Elantra Hybrid and getting 50 miles a gallon. First time driving a hybrid. I'm blown away by the savings. And you know what's really cool? The Hyundai Ioniq 6. They let me try it out. It is spectacular. It's an EV with a long driving range and cutting-edge technology. And don't forget the sharp design of the 2024 Sonata and the Santa Fe if you want to go SUV. Every new Hyundai comes with America's best warranty, three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. For confidence now and miles down the road, do like I did. Get in, get away with a great deal. It's your journey. Visit buyhyundai.com or see your SoCal Hyundai dealer today. Mason in Ireland, 710 ESPN. 
Thanks, Morales. All right, we're focused on the Super Bowl, obviously, yes. but there's some news in head coaching for the UCLA Bruins. They have hired Deshaun Foster as their head coach. He has been the running backs coach since 2017, I believe, and had such running backs that are in the NFL as Joshua Kelly, Zach Charbonnet, just to name a few. What do you think of Deshaun Foster as the UCLA Bruins head coach? I covered Deshaun as a player. He's in the UCLA Hall of Fame. He is great. a great guy. Not good, great guy. I am because I'm such a fan of his. And Greg, I'm curious if you agree with me. I'm a little worried that we're throwing him to the wolves here. UCLA's recruiting because I'm I'm number one, I'm glad Chip's gone. That was going to be a huge problem. It was only going to end go. one way and that was for the whole program to crater. Chip just didn't care. Deshaun's the opposite. He cares a ton. Right. But never been a head coach. He's going to need to get the alumni involved. He's going to need to get the NIL money going. And I I hope UCLA gives him a chance to catch his feet because I don't think next year is going to be a winning season. But I, I have hope for Deshaun, and I like him a lot. What do you think, Greg? So I think that it's going to take some time. If he's I agree gonna, with you. If he's going to – Bring him in means that they are going to have to rebuild for about four, five, six years. He four, needs, five, six years? He I needs, don't think he has that Oh, long. my God. He he needs, he needs, five, you have to years. give him about four years. But the first thing he has to do is he has to go out and get an, a veteran off- offensive coordinator. Yep. A veteran defensive coordinator, some guys that are that know what they're doing and that he can work with and let them run them and him just be like the CEO type. So if he can do things like that, I think it's actually kind of better that they got rid of everybody. It is a blank slate that he's walking into. So everybody that he's going to bring in are going to be his guy. Right. And and they renewed a lot of the assistant coaches that he was on the staff. He's been on the staff for seven right, years. Right. He had actually left, Greg, two weeks ago to become the yep. running back coach for the Raiders. Yep. And when this opened up, he called the Raiders and said, "Hey guys, I'm so sorry, I'm out." Yeah, um, UCLA football. I mean, by the way, I'm going to be I'm going to be rooting for him, but they have they have Mace, they have no recruits, they have a horrible their recruiting. They class, have one transfer of significance and a terrible recruiting class. Their recruiting class has been com- has been compared to Georgia Southern's. That's how bad it is. Yeah. It is the worst recruiting class in UCLA football history. Okay, well, this is all very for if you're a UCLA, UCLA fan, you're thrilled hearing all this. I don't understand why. Look. I don't think L.A. is a starter town. You're saying five, six, seven years. It's, In no, other he words, have that long. he's got to but learn to be a head football coach. To, I used to say L.A. is not a starter town. That that that's, I think you probably got that from me because yes. I used to I used to beat that drum all the time. Right. I've been I've been turned around on it. In what way, Sean McVay? Never was a head coach. Never had been a yeah, head but coach. You can't compare to Sean Foster right. to Sean McVay. Okay, wait a minute. Sean McVay never had been a head coach. Right. Dave Roberts had never been a head, had never been a manager, had only been a bench coach. Um, Darvin Ham was never a head, but that's a yeah. Different if story. you get well, if you get the right guy, it can work. In general, I agree with you that Los yeah. Angeles is not a starter town. We saw what Clay Helton didn't work. Right. We've seen other people didn't. Luke Walton didn't yeah, work. Yeah. As much as I love Luke, um, I give Deshaun Foster three years. I think that's three all. Three years, and I, then you go by find. The way, you have to get. If the four. direction of the program is going south in three years, Greg Mason's right. They'll they'll make a change. But I just give give him one year to get beat up because he is gonna going get to get beat up for one year, and they're going to the Big Ten. But I think he cares enough, 
and and it's going to turn around the attitude over there. Chip was like a dark cloud walking around over there, never yep. smiled, never in a good mood. I'm rooting for Deshaun, and I hope he nails it. By the it. way, so, and that's so soft of Chip Kelly to leave when he did. It is just, to me, that's just embarrassing. Um, you, you basically left the job you've been at, you left them in an absolute lurch by departing in February. Uh, you've destroyed recruiting for them. They've got no talent coming in, and now you leave them high and dry. I mean, Chip Kelly, and by the way, he went from, what, five million a year to two million a year? What is he doing? Yeah, he's going from a head coach in the Big Ten to an offensive coordinator in the Big yeah, Ten. that's so it's soft. A, and by the way, yes, it is extremely soft. And the other part of it, this is Martin Jarman's fault. He is the oh, for the AD oh. at UCLA. It is absolutely his fault because after Arizona State, when they got destroyed by Arizona State, he should have fired him. They didn't fire him. Right. Instead, they let him get beat USC, a bad USC team, and said, okay, everything's fine. I and think, let it last all the way till this time. I think on Greg's him. criticism of Martin Jarmond is fair, but I will say this because I've, I've been involved in the politics at UCLA for a long time. When they gave Chip the contract extension, which they shouldn't have done, they were never going to fire him because they didn't want to pay the buyout. But it was like $8 million. Right, but Greg, they, it's done. not USC. $8 million is a lot of money to UCLA. They got Casey Wasserman. I think that's part of the problem, too, is that Casey Wasserman went out into the uh, OC register, and he talked about how no, he, he, he shouldn't supportive. go into— Yeah, that was the wrong time to yeah. be supportive. They right. should have just fired him. and get rid of, It was his fault for allowing it to go well, this long. And as for AD, what is the uh, expression Herm Edwards had a little bit ago that you mentioned? It's not your fault. But it's your problem. There you go. That, that applies to Martin Jarman in this situation. Yeah. Very good point. Yeah. So let's hope that Martin gets behind Deshaun. Some of the alumni say, okay, we got rid of that grump. We'll give you some NIL money, and we get this thing up and running. I'm rooting for Deshaun, though. He's a really good dude. So the last thing about it, UCLA football put, sent out a tweet, and it was Martin Jarman uh, announcing Deshaun Foster. It's great. It's great. The, the players were sitting there listening to him, and they, they didn't did know not who know. was coming in the door. They didn't know who was, and, it, and Deshaun Foster came out, and everybody rose up cheering, jumping all over Deshaun, so they're really excited. I'll give That's you, who they last, wanted. Last word on this, Greg. I'll, yes. I'll give you what this is. This is Marcus Freeman getting the Notre Dame job. Right. He had never been a head coach, but the players loved him. He was a high-enthusiasm guy, and I think he's going to make it. I mean, he's had some tough losses, but I think I think he's going to make it at Notre Dame, uh, Marcus Freeman. So Antonio Pierce with the Raiders. Yeah, yeah so it's, hopefully it's, Deshaun follows down that road and gets it yeah, right. Yeah, it's very much like Antonio Pierce at the Raiders, for sure. Yeah. Uh, because he was very popular in the locker room, popular among the players, popular higher in that locker room. And I'm sure Deshaun Foster's the same. The results are going to matter. And Greg, I don't, he, there's no way he has four, five, six, seven years. And I, I think four, you, five, six, seven, you eight years. Him, you need to give him at least four years. Nine years? Because he's, go, he's going from nothing. He's yes. going from literally, literally right. the no, worst it, class, exactly. and you lost your entire. No, defense, he's at, he's in the basement. He's it's in the gone. cellar. There's nothing yeah. there. Yeah, I'm looking at their schedule. I mean, there's brutal stuff in their schedule. Yeah, they got brutal. LSU this year. At LSU, yeah. yeah. Tell me, tell me. Hello. What's up, fool? All right, guys. Well, if you didn't like listening to Tony Romo during the game yesterday, oh, God. Oh, no. you could have switched over to Nickelodeon because they were also doing a little uh, dual broadcast with SpongeBob, Patrick. And uh, I watched it for about five minutes, and I saw Dora come on. I'm going to play you a little clip okay. from, from the broadcast. False start is when an offensive player illegally moves after lining up for, but prior to, the snap. Where are we going? Back five yards. Oh. Why? Because it's a penalty. 
Okay. I think this is, you know, a good way to engage with the younger audience. It's a audience. great way to you engage. Guys agree? It absolutely is. Well, now, I they got I'll tell you what, they got the right announcer, Noah Eagle, who used to be the Clippers radio guy and has now moved upward and onward. Right. He's now the voice of NBC Saturday Night Football. Actually called that playoff game this year for NBC. Oh, that's right, yeah. Um with Todd Blackledge. Um Noah's perfect for that. I don't even know if Noah's thirty yet. So, but he sounds like he's like been around. Oh yeah, forever. he does. He's got the voice, um, and he's a really good dude. So I'm rooting for that because of Noah. I tried because I can't stand Tony Romo. I we did switch over to the uh, the Nickelodeon broad is Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon, think, right? yeah. And I just so they do a bunch of kid graphics kids, and, and then slime, the slime everywhere. everybody when you score a touchdown and all that stuff. I couldn't deal with that. I had to go back to Romo. That stuff was more annoying than Romo. It was kind of, but but if you're a little kid, I mean that's a great way to consume the game. Right. the The final touchdown I saw a clip of online, and it was kind of like a sensory overload with the uh, slime and all the graphics going up and everything. It's a little much. Yeah, but cool, cool that they do it. Yeah, no, very cool. What's up, fool? All right, guys. So Andy Reid's game-winning touchdown call was the same exact call he had last year to win Corn Dog. The same touchdown call. Now, does that hurt a little more as a Niner fan or as the Niners knowing that you lost on a play that they used the previous Super Bowl? Well, I felt bad for Steve Wilkes, the Niners defensive coordinator, because he was trying a bunch of stuff. It just, you know, it's Mahomes. Yeah. It, you know, Mahomes is just really, really good. Uh, no, that wouldn't bother me. I mean, uh, there's a million different ways you can, you, you can call it. By the way, just because it's corndog doesn't mean it was the same play or was it the same play? He said it was the same play with just a little twist to it. With a little with twist a little to catch it. up, as he it, said. It was a great play design. I mean, he had everybody going left and, and tossed the ball out right to Hardman. So it was a great play design. I don't know if it was the exact same play, but yeah, I, I would imagine it's frustrating to know that two years in a row, Corndog is the, is the play that wins the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's got to sting a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's got to. It's got to. What's up, fool? I got one more for you guys. So tomorrow, Thoughts and prayers, Niners fans. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> tomorrow is a Heart world fell. radio day. It's really? Like world radio day world tomorrow. Radio yeah, it's day. not. You know, I think we had national a few months ago in yeah. August, so this is world radio Excellent. day. Excellent. And my most distinguished memory of listening to the radio is Vince Scully and Dodger games. Sure. Who's that one guy for you that's like, oh, this is why I listen to the radio? Well, let's take Vin off the board because well, I, I think we all have Vin at the very top of our boards for the most part. Everyone's always heard me tell this he's story. On my arm. For me, right. it, yeah, he's on Craig's arm. I used to, when I was a little kid, take a transistor radio, look it up, kids, and put it under my pillow and then put my head on top of the pillow and I would set the volume just loud enough so I could listen to Chick Hearn. But my parents couldn't hear the radio, so mm -hmm. they didn't know what I was up to. And now, I, Brian, I hear myself saying stuff that I didn't even, I've never said before. And the only ex explanation for it is somewhere in my brain, I'm channeling Chick from those years of just having my head on the pillow and listening to him call games. So for me, it's Chick. When I was a little kid in Ohio, I would listen to AM radio, all the big AM radio stations. So I would hear Ernie Harwell on. WJR in Detroit. I'd hear Joe Nuxall on Reds games. I'd hear Jimmy Pearsall on White Sox games. Herb Score on Indians games. I mean, I just listened to whatever baseball game was on. I, you know, obviously the greats, you know, Vin Scully, Chigger, those guys. Uh, but, but for me, it was as a kid listening to all those out of town games when I was growing up in Ohio. 
For me, um, it's got to be Chick, if I can't use Vin Scully, but those were the two that I listened to yeah. the most. I mean, For UCLA, we had Chris Roberts, and he just was not very good. Well, Dick Enberg did UCLA for years, yeah, and um, and you're, you're too young yeah. to remember that. I mean, and I actually, I worked with Chris for a few years. I didn't mind Chris. Chris is a super nice guy. Uh, yeah, passed, sure, away. Nice guy. passed away. I lost no, him good. a couple not, of years ago. Well, um, but... Yeah, I that chick. I mean, I always tell people I grew up going to sportscaster school and I didn't even know it. I had Dick Enberg doing the Angels, Vince Scully doing the Dodgers, Chick Hearn doing the Lakers, and Bob Miller doing the Kings. Oh, Bob! Four yeah. Hall of Fame announcers all at the same time. I didn't know what a bad announcer sounded like until I left and started my TV career and had to go into these small markets. I thought everybody was as good as those four guys, but we'll never have it that good ever. No. I loved, I as a kid, I loved AM radio, though. I loved those big, like we ended up on, you know, 175,000 watts, uh, Mighty 690 down in San Diego. Right, well, what was that station? Was it Camo X that Costas worked at? Camo X, Buck yeah. In I St. Get, Louis, and you could hear it anywhere in the Midwest? I, could get, I got Cardinals games uh, in Ohio. I love those big AM booming sticks and those kind of full-service AM radio stations. That's why I listen to a lot of talk radio, too. I listen to Snyder, and I listen to Larry King and all that stuff. But I, I was, this is why, by the way, I'm not a classic rock guy. Because when I was that age, when I was classic rock age, you to talk radio. I was listening to talk radio. I was like the dorky little kid listening to talk radio. This I'll leave it up to you, Greg, because I know you're you're leery on us doing stories that we've already done before. Only if you've done them like thirty seven thousand times. Well, this is possible then. Okay. Um, it gives us an excuse to play Costas's Miss Cheesecake story if you want to play it. Oh, sure, why not? Uh, all right, we'll 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 find. I don't even know it. Are you kidding? No. All right, we'll play it coming up. Yeah, I don't know. You'll, have, you'll laugh. I've got convenient memory loss. So. Of course. You, you didn't think we were number one in that you know, poll, and we were number one two years the, in a row. The great thing about being me is everything's new. Like, I, <laughs> I, everything, that would be good. I'm good seeing thing. everything, hearing everything for the very first time, at least in my head. All right, Super Bowl, uh, the ads, the halftime show, the game, which was a thriller, all that stuff coming up for you. Mason and Ireland, 710 ESPN.